We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Talk of the Tundra, your Green Bay Packers podcast, the proud partner of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire family. As always, I am your host, Numak. Coming to you live with another depressing Packers podcast. <laughs> joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. I've accepted this Packers fate. Yeah, I think that's the most we can do at this point because it is not going well. No. That is for sure. Uh, Packers lose 24 to 10 to the Minnesota Vikings in what was, for all intents and purposes, a very ugly game. Very ugly game from, honestly, like both sides for most of the game. The Vikings had pretty pretty solid stretches of times where they looked pretty competent, but then sometimes the wheels would just fall off on it. But for the most part, not a, not a fun game to watch as a Packers fan, for the most part. Yeah. Um, the, what is the, the every... <laughs> Every time someone says, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again. That is the Packers season. The game, it's the same damn thing over and over again. And I think at this point, personally speaking, this is definitely the first week where I expected nothing to go right. And it didn't. Yeah. (laughs) The fact that this was, if you want to call it a game within reach, I think under any other normal pretenses or if this is a more competent football team we would probably be saying hey they had some missed chances especially late in the game but like you just can't trust what we have seen from this team so far this is a it it, all the issues surrounding this team are rooted in a you know bigger issues that go beyond just lack of execution poor game planning it's just (laughs) it, it is everything that we have we feared for with this Packers season and it's coming to light in seeing them lose four straight games and in largely the same way over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Like I think the biggest part of that is just starting slow, right? We like it's, it's the title of the pod is that the Packers slow start hampered the offense again. The, the defense played well 
uh, 24 points is not like this super high number that it shouldn't be over overcome by a good offense, but they just can't seem to do anything in offense, anything this uh, this year. I saw during the broadcast that they had the fewest points scored in the second quarter in the entire NFL, and it, it tracks. They just don't look yeah. good, and I would, wouldn't be surprised if the first quarter numbers are pretty low too. They just They just can't do anything to get off to a hot start even when they get the ball first like i think this is the first time they got the ball first and since i think like the falcons game it seems like it at least because the defense always starts pretty quick or pretty good but yeah they i'm pretty sure they went three and out on the on that first yeah. uh that first drive so i think they went three and out a few times i think they went, had three three straight three and outs to start the game so when you're running nine plays in what is essentially a whole quarter you're just not gonna have success no their first first down came at the 4:15 mark in the second quarter. That's crazy. And that it, and that entire drive they had I believe it was 5 and it led to a 30-yard field goal because lack of execution getting down to shorter field situations they missed pretty much on all of it. Um they <laughs> the only touchdown the Packers scored today was made possible by it being fourth down and just missed bad play calls like i i i <laughs> where it's not that i'm at a loss of words it just it does get frustrating just having to say the same things over and over again with this team because nothing changes with what's gone wrong with them and i went into this game with knowing that you know Vikings defense is not like this powerhouse by any means, but we knew that there was ways that they could, there's at least a formula for them to make this a competitive game. And despite it being a two score game in the end, it wasn't really all that competitive. It, it truly wasn't. And I think for me, seeing the first half yet again, I thought maybe the change of scenery playing at home the first time in a, a month would have changed things that didn't. Um, having a full complement of healthy players or healthy enough to play players on both sides of the ball would help this team. That did not. So at a certain point, you just have to be like, you throw up your hands and just say, this is just a bad football team. And it's not that we haven't been saying that for the last seven weeks. It's that we've had other things get in the way of just saying, this team is bad. (laughs) And now we can finally say this team is bad for this reason, for that reason, for this reason, for that. And it's kind of refreshing that we can finally say that. And maybe this that they're going to win a game or two, but nothing in the larger broad strokes of the season. Nothing is really going to change. Oh, God, no. No, they're <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that they're just cooked. Like it, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty plain and simple. Um to put it into context, I've got a tweet here, and it's going to be all blown up and whatnot, but I apologize. But um, I think pretty simply, this says it all. Andy Herman, final score, Packers penalties, 11, Packers, 10. Like, that's that's all it is. That This, this is the game. Because <laughs> when you look at it, they're such an undisciplined team. They are... Yeah. They, they they didn't even like start well off this game, Jordan. They started off with like I'm pretty sure it was a false start on Rashid Walker or a hold on Rashid Walker. They had so many penalties in this game to where it just wasn't feasible for them to do anything of substance. They would it was literally two steps forward, fifteen steps back every every drive. I had the play by play to reinforce what you're saying. Third and one. An eligible receiver downfield, which was called on Rasheed Walker, makes it a third and six. Romeo Dobbs catches that ball that would have made it a first down. So then it goes the, to third the, and six. The, the 20-yard, like, off-your-back-foot miracle throw that he made that could yes. have really jump-started this offense. Third and six. Vikings linebacker Jordan Hicks jumps offside to make it third and one. Hey, we got a break. Third and one. A.J. Dillon is stuffed right up the middle at the line of scrimmage. The blocker who was supposed to block Harrison Phillips, who made some good plays today, Josh Myers, completely whipped. They double teamed. I don't even know who they double teamed. It was him and John Running Jr. And I'm just seeing, well, 
by process of elimination, Zach Tom is blocking no one. Someone yeah. missed someone in the middle of the the line of scrimmage. That was just like, oh, here we go. Like they they <laughs> I think what's frustrating about this team <laughs> is that on defense, yes, they had a lot of penalties today. Like Jonathan Owens can't tackle without just trying to blindside someone. Yeah. Pretty much. He did it on the uh Jordan Aston touchdown too. Yep. Um and there's the occasional DPIs or there was a couple of roughing pa- or passer plays again just speaks to lack of discipline. But what frustrates the hell out of me is that a lot of these plays, these backbreaker plays that happen, it's on offense. It's it's not always on, but usually on third and shorts that make it third and mediums or third and longs. And that to me is like, how can you keep shooting yourself in the foot and manage to keep walking? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what's crazy to me is that this is just like, it. It's not that they're inventing new ways to like, to just kill drives or just you know relinquish any good pl- or good string of plays that they generate. It's mm-hmm. that they just do the same. They go back to the playbook of just like. Yeah, we're just gonna do it, and like I, I don't know. I'm gonna lose my train of thought and ramble into other directions. But like that to me is just like, I, that is what's really frustrating um, to see week to week of just these lack of discipline or this lack of discipline just keep constantly resurfacing over and over again, and we expect, hey, maybe this is the week that everything clicks. Yeah, and it's just not good. Like they they try yeah. to do something where they can have any sort of consistency or any sort of just momentum, and it's always getting hampered by penalties. And um, Bunny Poker in the chat said it yesterday, or in the chat said it last week. They had an ineligible receiver twice downfield last week. Yes, and they just can't keep getting out of their own way. It begs the question as to what in the world the coaching staff is doing during practice week to week because it's clearly not fundamentals. It's clearly not like coaching discipline. I know that I think it was that play was an RPO that just what that just didn't shake out, right? Like I think that was mainly the 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 reason that play was so disjointed on that second third and or on that first third and one. And Jordan Love made something out of nothing, but has comes back on a play like that. So maybe Rasheed Walker is taking away some of the the grief for trying to block downfield on what was supposed to be a run play, maybe. But then there's 10 other penalties in this game that just 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 killed them. That just yep. killed them. Like you you talked about the the Jonathan Owens um, unsportsmanlike conduct that was on the Jordan S and then drop. You said it in the Discord chat. Spoiler, people, join the Discord. GSP and info. You said it there. It's like, was challenging that Jordan Addison catch a waste of time. And then it was a 26-yard catch, at which point they had two uh, 15-yard penalties, back-to-back plays. The the play, including the, the challenging, the challengeable play, and then the next play. Yep. Whereas then, okay, you gave him four extra yards. Thank, thankfully, you challenged that he dropped it play. And it's yeah, that's the defense part of it, but yeah, it's just so many penalties on offense that are just killing them and stalling drives. Like you said it, they didn't get their first first down until deep into the second quarter. They just yeah. can't start fast enough, and I don't know what we have to say anymore to to make it untrue because it's been the, the theme for the last four weeks and all their losses. They don't have a bye week anymore to, to fix this stuff. And that didn't help last week. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean, it's 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 totally out of the control of having things being able to be fixed by the buy, and so it's just it's just at this point, it's it's tough to swallow because you, we really thought this team would be better than they were coming into the year. Like maybe they have some sort of um, optimism regarding uh regarding Jordan Love's like future play and how he develops. Aaron Jones is back. Maybe he can help him actually develop like just a bunch of these things right that we're sort of optimistic about and then from there it is not none of it's panned out and i'm I, i'm not even gonna say it's the aaron jones but all because at the end of the day receivers have to catch passes and they haven't been catching passes there are so many plays today where it hits the receivers right in the freaking hands yeah. and 
they just it just couldn't be hauled in and that's the issue right is that in the late in the fourth quarter Dontavian Wicks when they're driving is runs a crossing route over the middle hits him right in the hands drops it like that's tough you have to catch up off of the first down and try and get a score the next drive after the turnover Christian Watson deep hits him in the hands he's triple covered it hits him in the hands he has to catch it and that's obviously way late in the game but I don't know it's just a lot of it is just wanting to pull your hair out type of mistakes on either mental mistakes on penalties or just sheer incapability of playing football dropping passes and or running the wrong routes yeah and and i think i mean we're going to dissect the offense because that is the lion's share of where the problems lie is that we can criticize jordan love and we will he's frankly just his decision making is uh erratic it's growing more erratic by the week which is not great at the same time i'm just gonna say it this wide receiver or receiving cast is not a polished group they dropped a bunch of passes intended hitting them right in the numbers there we could you named a couple examples that honestly there's maybe like eight to ten examples of that today um aaron jones even probably the most polished like player in the offense there was a th- uh, was a second down where he love hits him out in the flat, just goes right through his hands. Yep, like it's stuff like that that happens. The pass protection, we knew Daniel Hunter was going to be a problem. Wasn't really. It was DJ Wanham <laughs> got two sacks today. They pressured him relentlessly. They any of the again the recipe that we thought of that would be ideal for Jordan Love to succeed just hasn't been there with quick throws clean protection and all that stuff. Packers went in so far as taking Rasheed Walker out of the game and replacing him with Yash Nyman and then went back to Walker for some reason. I don't know if Nyman was hurt or they just didn't like what he they saw from that. But like Nyman was that, hurt. Nyman was hurt. Okay. Yeah, he got um, pulled, I think, in the middle of the fourth quarter or something. But yeah, he got hurt on that. I think he has an ankle injury. But to that point is like that again that is very indicative of all of these things that are just going wrong like it it is just compounded by all these different things and then we can let's go to this the fact that it's five straight games where they do not score a touchdown in the first half or whatever that official status like their instincts with how this team should be playing or to what they to work with what they have has consistently failed them to start games for the last five weeks. And if we're going back to, or five games, sorry. Um, and it that, there's just no, there's no quick fix. There's nothing to really aid them with anything like that. The fact that the coaching staff is, is trying to find different personnel to replace players that are struggling or just not up to task. Again, th- these things are deeply rooted in bigger things that are that can't be fixed in you know six to six to seven days, depending on how long ga- between games to have you know a better product on the field. Because frankly, that just is not coming this year. And my original point was just about <laughs> to be about the defense and everything like that. Because I think we all, at least in the Discord, it was very like, well, we'll see this popular or this. Uh, games for keep coming back up again of like going down a big hole and then cu- having chances to come back. Uh-huh. Vikings, I know they shot themselves in the foot and losing Kirk Cousins is going to be a big blow because I believe I've, I've already seen that they're yeah looking Cal- at Achilles. Kevin O'Connell said they're feeling a, a fearing an Achilles injury. Um, and that would track, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but the guy on third downs was just dicing this team Mm -hmm. and the for all the good things that we've said about this defense of like well they kept them in games they've done this they've done that when it comes to like just seeing them defend up to the sticks or giving them a cushion to the sticks and it's like why are you doing this over and over again it is crazy join the dark side oh i'm i know but I'm, i'm just saying I know it's zone coverage. I'm not like I'm not a football mastermind. Please don't ever think that I am. I'm just saying 
the, the thing with this Packers team is that we keep seeing the same damn things over and over again. And it's just crazy to just expect that, oh, things are just going to change because it's not. I'm just I'm going to there's any people that go into a week where it's like maybe the Packers have a shot this week. I'm here to wacky with a proverbial <laughs> mallet to say that is not happening. <laughs> That's no, not happening anymore. It isn't. The the defense play I, I I think they played well. It's just hard when you're out there for so long, right? But yeah, the the same calling cards that I've screamed up and down about about cushion and just playing zone all the time read their ugly heads reared their ugly heads again today. Like there's yep. so many times where it's just like, oh, you're giving TJ Hawkinson ten yards of cushion? Cool. Like dope <laughs> yeah and it's just it just doesn't and, work and they had so many like the big plays that happened there was those like the hawkinson touchdown yeah like that was like classic okay who are you guys covering we're playing zone like they're playing that or they're doing that play call i i don't think it was for a touchdown uh misremembering but there was a big play third down or something like that and it was basically tj what TJ Hawkinson is in a bunch formation with the other two wide receivers. Right. And he splits out wide and the other guys go in. And it's like they are playing calls or <laughs> designing play calls specifically knowing that the Packers are going to be in zone and it's how they're going to switch up the assignments that way. And it's stuff like that that keeps happening. Like you mentioned in the Discord, that happened last week. And it, we'll yeah. look at the guys that gave up those plays. But it's the overall yeah. way of how they're playing it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tweet from Mash Neiman. Love on the floor or the floor on love. We got to make some plays for him. We had like six drop balls. Uh, yeah, I counted more than that. Like it's yeah, it's just it's just tough. It it's not all Jordan Love's fault this week. There was balls that needed to be caught that did, that weren't. But I think there is no one group or position or person or coach that this is pinned on this week. It's just, again, an entire team loss. I know like the old adage is like you win as a team, you lose as a team. That's not always true in practice. You don't always lose as a team. I think there was a, uh, a TikTok from a few weeks ago that I saw where someone interviewed a person that was on the Vikings team that had lost on the Blair Walsh kick at on like 20 yards. And yeah. uh, what's his name? The old coach. I can't think uh, of his name. Zimmer. Yeah, Mike Zimmer comes in and goes, all right, no one can be mad at Blair. We, like, we lost that team together, lost that game together. And the guy popped off and said, no, like that guy lost us that game. Yeah. Some weeks to week, like week to week that happens. But for the Packers, it's been every single unit has had some sort of mistake or it hasn't played up the par pretty much all season long, or at least at least last four games for sure. And it's that's what's maddening about it. Like they just I'm looking I'm sorry. I'm looking at the ESPN like game leaders. Yep. Can you guess without do you, I, I don't look at it yet. I'm not looking who at was it. The, who was the leading rusher today for the Packers? It had to be Jordan Love. You'd be correct. Yeah, because he had 30, like he had four yards. Yeah, he had so many scrambles on fourth and forever and then would come up a ten yard short. Like that that decision making is also part of the reason I think he's just having a poor time with it. It's just it just no one's getting open downfield to throw it long to when you need a conversion. Or he's playing like Justin Fields where he just needs to run because he can't trust his receivers. I don't know. And I'm not here I'm not here to defend Jordan Love and say what we're seeing is not representative of what he could be in the future. That could change. But like I do think a lot of it falls on his shoulders. His throws at from seemingly throw to throw are not the same. They're not no. intended for what it, for what the situation is. Like there's a play where Dontavian Wicks, they called it perfectly on the on the broadcast. Dontavian Wicks goes for a go route, and the moment that he goes through like the zone, like the early zone, it's like daylight, and you can just see like he's not running at full speed. Because he knows that he's wide open and he just wants the ball at that point. Right. Jordan Love throws him a ball that would have led him into where he was supposed to go. And it was just like 
fingertips away from a Vikings defender that didn't pick it off. But like, it's Jordan Love's decision making, his precision with the ball, his wide receiver room, tight end, whatever you want to call it. And I just like like the deep ball. Like we're we're seeing the end of the game, and it, again, it was well without a reach. Even if they had scored, it they wouldn't have. They would still have had to score again to make it up in the last couple of minutes or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But it's like, it where I get really, where it's hard for me to put it all on him is just like, Again, he's not being helped the way that we would say someone of his caliber who has accuracy issues, has trouble getting pressured when he has limited time in the pocket and everything like that. The things that they're having him or asking him to do and leading him further on as games are out of reach early on is making deep balls. And the more you do it and the more it's seen – Defense is just going to defend it a lot better. They know that he can't do it, and for for at least what with what he's working with and where he's at in his development, and the the Ringer article by Benjamin um, Solak Solak I think that's how you say his name um, earlier in the week was like perfect and just like this is it. This all these issues are compounded with everything that Jordan Love is at and expecting him to be this polished guy w- working with what he has is just. It's not possible, really. No. And again, it's just like, ugh. I, I'm not defending what he is right now, but I doubt that there's a lot of players that could do with what he has and expect better results or at least expect wins to come with it, to come of it. Right. Right. Exactly. I think the biggest thing that I'll say, I, you know what? I, let me back up. This tweet is annoying me so this is from andrew brandt i forget um if andrew brandt i'm pretty sure he was uh an old packers uh, front office person but he's addressing packers fans he says i know it's frustrating but it's a growing year 60 million dollars of dead cap 28 million dollars of injured cap only one skill player aaron jones is not on a rookie contract most inexpensive contract uh i'm sorry most inexpensive inexpensive offense in the NFL and the new quarterback. It's hard to be patient as fans, but that's necessary now. 
it's not that we're not being patient. I think we've been patient as fans. We're, what, seven games into the season now? And Mm -hmm. the last four of them have shown no growth whatsoever. And that's where the patience runs out, right? Like, if if there were exciting plays happening throughout the game, really good stuff that was giving fans a reason to cheer before the the middle middle way through the third quarter. I think we'd be understanding that it's a growing year and that it's going to be tough, but there's so many mistakes that happen throughout the game that just make this totally untenable for Packers fans to cheer for there. It's maddening. It really is just maddening. So I, I wanted to speak to that because it, it really did annoy me. So I think, I think, and it's, there's a lot of things to be annoyed at. I think what is, I think that sentiment, and I've seen a lot of it, and it's true. Like, there are things that are just inescapable. The fact that the, it, it speaks to a level of investment in the offense and where they stand. And, we look at potential as like, okay, it, it's easier to attain when we look at their track record and see all these success stories and stuff like that. And we think past success will relate to future future success. That is not always the case. Um, I think the thing that is where I would have a gripe with this is that we're looking at it in this year. This is a time capsule. And everything that we are being shown about in terms of patience and expecting at least steady growth, it is flatlining. It's not stagnant. It's flatlining. We're talking about an entire unit of football. The defense is what it is, and it, more often than not, the, the players that are out there are making good plays to keep them in it. Today, not withstanding. <laughs> um but they've had injuries. They've, there's again, there's so many other issues that, until today, that we could have said, "Hey, they don't have this. They don't have that. They don't have this." Darrell Savage is the only like significant starter that was not in today, playing. And I think for me, is that yes, if we're thinking about it in a three to five year window, yeah, it's going to be a gap year. It, that is being reinforced by what we're seeing on the field. Right. In terms of this being a time capsule for this year. And what our belief factor in where the Packers could possibly go, because we're I'm thinking about the draft now. I'm not thinking about how they can make the playoffs. That ship has sailed. Yeah. I know there is a PFF percentage of if they win this, it's this. If they lose, it's this. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. <laughs> this game, I've seen what this you could give me the math odds and what this could be on paper. I've seen with my own eyes how this team plays. And until that changes, how I think about how this team will play will change. But for me, in, in terms of, again, thinking of it in a time capsule, my questions about Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, Jordan Love, the big sweeping questions that we thought would determine this Packers season, we're getting answers and we're not liking them. No, no, we're getting that's, that's the hard part that we have to reconcile with and it's hard to have to make a Lambo leap of faith knowing that thinking that they could correct these things when again, when you play the same damn game week after week. How do, how do you not think of these bigger sweeping questions and have them on your mind when the same mistakes keep happening? Right. No, absolutely. I think you're you're 100% right on that. You're 100% right. Um, I want to uh, talk to you about, I guess, like offensive play calling. So we, we know yes. that they start so slow, right? They can't get yeah. anything, anything going in the first half. But I really want them to shift away from making Jordan Love huddle each time and going and running the play clock down to zero. And I think we, the Packers should just ought to start doing hurry up because when the hurry up offense was working in the third and fourth quarter, they were working like it was working. It was, they were g- gaining yards. Love was throwing in rhythm. The uh, running back play calls were like just they were they were moving. Like Everything was working right. Like, am, am, I, am I crazy in thinking that? I don't think you're crazy. I do think that this is a young team and you would think that 
if you're playing a higher tempo, you can, first of all, you keep the same defense on the field. You know what I mean? Like, they're from that perspective, I think the overall way of playing that way suits this Packers team. They're not what they're comfortable doing or what they, <laughs> what they are, the way that they are playing is not suited for how they are played, clearly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, I, I really think that once this team got going in rhythm and they were actually able to to build some momentum on the offensive side of the ball, that they would have been just fine the rest of the game. And maybe that's a symptom of the defense playing softer as not, not a lot of big plays to allow them to get back in it. But it just looked like everything moved much better when they were going through a hurry up or at least a a modified hurry up. Yeah. And not huddling and think, every time. And just having a fifteen plays they go to and not having a long laundry list of plays for Matt LaFleur to pick from. I will say Do they have do they have fifteen plays to go to? I mean, you have to think so. Like designed plays, yes. Just plays that work, we don't know because they haven't been they haven't been successful in the last four games. Yeah. But I think you can get those fifteen plays, work them out, and just have those those concepts to run, and then pick and choose who you throw to kind of thing. I will say, no pitches this week. That was no no RPO, like no huge RPOs or uh, three play options or three choice options. Like it just that part I was happy with. No outside runs on a pitch. Like the run game, the run game calling was better, and so yeah. like we're getting there. The, the running game, like you said, wasn't a, like terrific today, but seven runs on 29 yards for Aaron Jones, a 4.1 average. Like, if they just end up being able to get him the ball more, and I guess in that facet, it probably works out a little better. AJ Dillon going down, I think, in the early the third part of early part of the third quarter isn't good. Um, he was would, back in the game after that. He was oh, okay. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. So. I don't know, man. I, I, I just think a hurry-up offense would really help this team because then I think instinct takes over versus rookie inexperience. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they're asking some of these uh, receivers to do so much in set plays. Really? Right, in set plays that if they just start making them go, go, and just move down the field, get in rhythm, don't have to think about this kind of stuff, and limit your your penalties, I think that could be a lot better for them on offense. And I wish they'd move to that, but I know they won't because Matt LaFleur said they want that as a tool in their tool belt, not a facet of their offense. That I think that is the problem, frankly, is I think we talked about it last week of just like I know that there's this – the way that they have tried to operate the offense is spread like doing spreading it out. They yep. they want they want to be good at multiple things, not be good at one thing. Instead, they are bad at all things and not good at one thing. That is the problem. And whether they have the capabilities to just be good at one thing, we could argue if they are. Like you would think having Aaron Jones be on the field for even half the snaps like he has been playing, mm-hmm. um, you'd think that they would have some kind of good running game or at least a, to say that you could set up play action and help Jordan Love make better choices by kind of spamming the defense or disguising plays with where what they have. Yeah, They don't do that. They don't do – like – Again, like I just think, I just I don't know if it's the playbook or uh, you know of what they have uh, available to them, but like the fact that they keep relying, like let's spread it out, let's get everybody their targets, let's do this, let's do that. It's like, well, the run game is so bad because they are down as much as they are. Yeah, they have to keep coming back from these holes. So uh, naturally, as we talk about the Vikings, that disparity grows wider with how many plays you're running and how many plays you're passing. So when you're expecting Jordan Love to make plays to do it all the time with what with where he is at, like where what we're seeing right now is where we're getting. Right. And we're not going to anticipate anything else to being different. But I just think <laughs> I wonder if they may this probably this question or this yeah, this question won't be answered until probably after the season, but I wonder if they just have 
banked on giving them so much stuff that they really just don't have any ability to retain how they want to play, at least with the young guys, to make this actually be successful. Because obviously right now it is not successful. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I guess defensive side of the ball, they had some impact plays today, but not all of them are way too late. They didn't get home to, yeah. to Kirk Cousins until like at least the fourth quarter, I think is when both their sacks came. Um, obviously, Kirk Cousins goes down on his own when he tore his Achilles on that play, so I'm not even really calling that as a sack, like as a as a pro for the defense. Um, the the strip sack of Jaron Hall came came at a good time at a point where the Packers had failed to score on the touchdown and, and... in the red zone. And then fail to score on, and again, like it's yep. just that that's it just can't happen if you're trying to win the game, right? They got torched on the kick return that should have been down to the the Packers like ten yard line. They got saved by a holding call. It's there was a lot of breaks this game when it came to stuff they got away with. I think, but I think first and foremost, the defense not making impact plays. I said it on Thursday in the pod. Rashawn Gary is doing well, and but we to to really have the impact he needs to have on the defense, he needs to play better. He he was a step late again all day today. The entire defensive line was they were they'd get there almost almost in time, and this wouldn't get there. Rashawn Gary gets there a step late on the sack or on the attempted sack of Kirk Cousins, ends up getting called for a fifteen yard penalty for roughing the passer helm the helmet hit like. That would have been called regardless if he got in there on time in the first place. But that's the my point of it all, right? Is that he's just not getting there when he needs to in order to make impact plays. And if he is, then I think the Packers defense is what is better off. But now they're just crowding the pocket, but not getting anything of substance to really make a difference with a quarterback like Kirk Cousins who can just step up and throw, which is what he did all day long. Yeah, I think the problem, I mean, honestly, I I know Rashawn Gary needs to get home more. I also look at, well, there's three other guys that if you're, you know, if the pocket is being warped by penetration like that, you're pushing either Cousins outside or backing him up or whatever, you think that three other blitzers are going to eventually get to him, and they're not. And... I think that is like what was there was that crazy stat after Rashawn Gary got hurt last year of like here are the pressures with Rashawn Gary and here with them without. Mm-hmm. It's like he's doing the job of at least more time in the pocket or disrupting plays in, in a way like that. And he's doing that job. It's just the sacks aren't coming as much as you would think with those pressures. Um. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, again, it was always going to be about getting home, disrupting Kirk Cousins, which they eventually did late in the game. Um, but if they had done that more consistently, this game would be a di- different. Uh, maybe it would. Maybe it would have been closer, g- given the offense's just lack of uh, ability to score. Maybe, but. Maybe. But, yeah. I think my frustration today, and you hit on Jordan Addison being the your player of the game, um, Jair Alexander, I know he was hurt. I know he had a back injury. This is probably what it's going to be like the rest of the season if he's playing with a back injury like that. Woof. Woof. Really bad. Really, really bad. And secondary is already a problem. Dar- again, Darrell Savage is out. Rodrigo Douglas kind of, eh, like the he's a tone setter, but when he's not playing well, it's like, well, what do you, what can you expect from the Packers' coverage if he's not playing well? And yeah, I just there are a lot of mistakes. Cousins, that was another thing that Cousins was really good at today. There was at least a couple of plays where he audible, knowing what the how the Packers are lining up, seeing the coverage the way it was. Jonathan Owens covering a guy or Rudy Ford, I think covered like Addison a couple times on like these big plays that he of course just keeps making. And it's like, again, Packers hands are tied. The secondary is just 
really depleted in a lot of ways. <laughs> but yeah, like I expected maybe a little bit better from Jair, even considering the circumstances, but like him getting torched when Jordan Addison is lined up in the backfield for that 20 yard touchdown after the pick. That's, that's too much, man. That's too much. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really is. And it's just, I don't want to say disappointing, but it's kind of like basically a summation of the season. None of their players are playing up to par and at the level they need to be to be competitive. I'm not saying the defense is bad. I think they give up bad plays, but yeah, I think part of the the part of the of football as a game is scoring. You're never going to hold a team to nothing, right? And some of those scores might come on bad plays. And so, I honestly, I think at at this point with the defense, if they're holding teams to like 24 points or around that number, I think like 30 is my benchmark. Truthfully, as long as you keep a team under 30, I'm fine with it because. Four touchdowns, mm. like 28. Honestly, I'll, I'll go 28 because like four touchdowns is kind of is, is pretty bad. But yeah, that that's usually what it would be like. It's insurmountable. Right. But it's just they can't do anything if they can't get they can't stay on, or can't stay off the field with the offense. Like, I, I think this really is a offensive problem as much as it is a team problem because I can't blame the defense for being tired in the fourth quarter and being unable <laughs> to get stops when time of possession shows I can pull it up quick uh 36, 36 minutes yeah 36, 36 minutes 22 for Minnesota 2338 for Packers right that's just you're, you're out there for 13 more minutes than the offenses and it's that's exhausting when you're going full bore on each play trying to get home to the quarterback trying to run with Jordan Addison or TJ Hawkinson it's it's just tough sledding and so yeah Coming in at, on that interception what was that the third quarter ish, fourth quarter ish. That's at that point. Yes, yeah, third quarter because that was, I believe, a three score game at that point. Right, twenty three three, twenty four three. Sorry. Yeah, and so it's just it's hard with to, to have that type of energy all game long. So yes, it's a bad play. It's a definitely a woof game from Jair. I think I think he'll create out pretty poorly, pretty poorly. But yeah. I'm not like putting in a whole bunch of thought into it as to like, is Jair the problem kind of thing? No, I, I, I and I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it, you were, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm not like going to chew on that for the rest of the week, thinking that like, is there a way that he can get better? Which of course yeah. there is, there are ways he can get better, but I don't think he's the first, second, third, or fifth problem on this, uh, on this defense. No, no, and yeah, it's just, and it it, it <laughs> what's really like is that exasperating is that if I was a layman, if I wasn't a Packers fan watching these games, and I'm like looking at these box scores, and they're not as bad as like you'd be like, well, the Vikings did their job, they control the game, blah 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 blah, and it's like you don't realize the depths of like how incompetent this Packers offense is in the first two quarters of every game. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they had more penalty yards than actual total yards in the first quarter to start the game, <laughs> 15 yeah. minutes or however many plays that they're actually on the field, the offense was to, to that point, like that is exasperated. <laughs> That's crazy to me that that just happens. And again, like, you know, we'll come up with new ways to be like, well, maybe at home this it's not so bad. Like they have been on the road a lot. Things compound over and over again when you're on the road and having to figure things out and in, in you know not neutral uh and imposing stadiums. Right. But like the fact that we heard booze like second quarter. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. And like th- that's where like again, if it's about fans being patient fans look at what they this team is the inexperience and all that stuff we know that we know that mm-hmm. it's that this is not changing these th- these problems are the same 
and I'm going the fact that I've this is probably the fourth time I've had to say it on the podcast. I am saying that to reflect what I'm seeing every week because we think more about football than we actually watch them because there's so few games. Yep. But like I think that's where it's like, you know, I would like to present it like best case scenario how it is. The team is just shit. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah. And another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think now let's let me bring this up. Right now, the according to Tankathon. <laughs> oh no! We're, no, this is a segment that we're doing every game now. Here, hold on, Jordan. Packers? Hold on, hold on, Jordan. I can bring it up. I got, I got it right okay. here. Okay. Here we go. Twenty twenty four NFL draft order. Let's see. As of right now, the Packers are sixth. 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 Arizona's Sorry, playing right now. Um, Carolina won their first game today. Congratulations, Andrew Snyder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like these are real things, and they're gonna keep happening. And we're gonna we're gonna be checking, I guess, the treat of being a bad team for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's this will be our our uh, sweet treat, I guess. I don't like this treat. It's kind of sour, to be honest. But, like, it just it just feels so bad knowing that, like, okay, we play the Giants. We play... We play the Cardinals? No. Yes? No. 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 But then we play the play Bears. The Panthers, play the Giants. And play the Bears. Play the Bears. Like, we, we play, of this top six, we play three of the teams. And... It's gonna be hard to, at this point root for losses. I never want to root for a loss. You want to root for development, no. and you want to root for them, but like you want to root for the team to be good. But at this point, what what like I guess it, it's more looking long term, right? I I I'm gonna root for the Packers to win week in week out because watching wins is more fun than watching losses. Yeah, it's but, not my my. I'm not rooting. It's it's antithetical to root for losses, really. Like right. when when I am sitting down to watch Packers game, I want to see this this team succeed. Why have I invested all my time in thinking regarding this podcast to be like, hey, I want to see these players fail, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right? I don't know. No, I I get it. It's just like for the development. Like if we're talking about the Jordan Love aspect of it all. What yes. is what does he look like? What does he look like going forward as he goes into that that second year of his two year deal as an expiring next year? Mm-hmm. What does it do for the Packers to pick at six or to pick at eight or nine if they're not or higher? Right, if they win a couple of these these games towards they, the end here, or if they lose? No, or I'm saying like higher in the order if they lose to the Giants or Panthers. No, like you know I mean? right, but what I'm saying is like. It's just it's oh a, yes, yeah, yes yes it's a hard like contradiction of emotions when you want to be picking up in this top three range for the future if Jordan Love really isn't improving the entire year, but at the same time you want to be down here because it means you're winning games, and I think that's the most frustrating part of it is that like okay. What what are we gonna do as a fan base? And it, this is more of a dumb question than anything else. But like, what are you gonna do as a fan base when it comes to to terms of wanting the team to win 
and wanting to make sure that the team is successful for years to come. And I think that's 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 the tough part. That is the crux of this season. Yeah. And Jordan Love is the biggest factor in that because they reworked his contract in a way where, as you mentioned, next year's expiring. I have to shout out Matthew Collar, our um who came out a couple months ago, the Vikings Purple Insider. Their work is great. He had a tweet today of I haven't seen a lot of I have to say it because it made me laugh. It's a funny, I haven't a seen, funny tweet. I haven't seen a lot of people in Halloween costumes today at Lambeau, but I have seen or except for a guy wearing number ten and thinking that he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Funny. That is funny. I, I regard yeah. <laughs> regardless of what that is. It hits center mass. I didn't it's, like it. Yes, exactly. I didn't like it. It was before the it was before the game and I was like, Yeah, yeah, that hurts. And it everything like that. But like again, larger point. The crux of the issue is of wanting this team to be successful, but wanting what's better for the Packers in the long run. Something we've never really, frankly, dealt with in full for a very long time. And this tweet isn't going to come up right. Hold on. What is it? What is it? Oop, 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 oop. Sorry. Wrong one. Here we go. Try that. Razul Douglas holding court at his locker. Hasn't taken a post-game shower yet. That man is stinky. But uh, there's a tweet from Ryan Wood. Razul Douglas hasn't taken a post-game shower. He's been holding court at his locker. Darnell Savage was first. Malik Heath stopped by. Elton Jenkins and Dante Wicks with him now. The Packers are actively trying to figure this out with veterans, uh, with veteran Razul Douglas uh, locker being the epicenter. I think it's just... Oop, I should have done this part. There we go. Sorry, folks. Um, it's just... I want them to figure it out. I really do. It shouldn't be on Razul. It shouldn't be on Razul to do this. And it shouldn't be on the players. It should be on the players to play, right? Like, they have to execute better. They have to talk amongst amongst themselves to execute better. But I think in large part of it is they're they're just not being coached properly. I think they're being set up to to fail in in large part. This roster. Yeah, this roster. And Joel Berry... Again, I I hate having discussions about Joe Barry because they're so maddening. But at some point, you just have to learn from mistakes. I just don't think he does. I think that they're just not getting pushed to be a disciplined football team by their entire roster. Like I think this that is a Matt Lafleur problem and a offensive assistant problem and a coaching assistant problem. And I think that's a a, a systemic problem that they've had for at, at least this season, even going back to last season a little bit as well. But and then just. I think the Brian Gunekunst, like they just haven't set up the team to be better on offense like they should have been. And I get the argument of wanting to see where your rookies are at and where your team is at from a specialist point of view. But they just need they just need a rudder. They need they need a a, a lighthouse in the night as they come into port to try and win these games. And they just don't have that. That is the problem, is that we just don't it's a problem that we don't have like these bright spots, which would be helped by consistent quarterback play. I, I get it, but like there is no runner. We can look at the North Star of like what it is, what that could be now with a top pick, but you know I'm not gonna get sour on that because that alone won't change things. Things have to be a lot of things will be. Um, analyzed and broken down the longer this losing streak goes on because it's going to keep going on and how things are run or operated or how they can avoid a season like this again because it's just getting away from them Um, that (laughs) it's going to be a lot of questions about that going into January if things just don't if they haven't stopped the bleeding. They're, it's everywhere. The blood is everywhere. All these bad things are just compounding over and over again. And it's, I, yeah, I I hate that we can't talk about one thing that we're looking at of like one good thing. Love. We, it, it, it's this is so on our soapbox because we have a privilege to to talk about Packers and host a podcast about it. Yeah, but like, there's no redeeming things out of these games. There's not no. one thing to be happy about. 
and sure, like maybe there is if we would grind tape and like go look at the L twenty two and watch each individual player, you might find some good highlight moments from from Colby Wooden or Carl Brooks. One, of, I think it was Wooden had the block today. No, no, Carl. I don't know. I get them mixed up so often. One of the new rookie defensive linemen had blocked a field goal today. That's good. Yeah. And. They, they've been playing well, I think, for the most part as rookies. I think they've shown a lot more promise than Devontae Wyatt did last year as rookies, frankly. And honestly, like, they're kind of the highlights. Some Jaden Reed moments when he catches the ball. Some Luke Musgrave moments <laughs> when he catches the ball. Some Romeo Dobbs moments when he catches the ball. But, like, a lot of these moments are overshadowed by dumb mistakes. Like, yeah. Romeo Dobbs had that nice catch on the sideline that he bobbled. But if he just catches it when he hits his hands first, it's a catch. But bounced off his hands, he recatches it out of bounds. Jaden Reed had the the ball that he couldn't come down with um, on a contested catch, which speaks to the, the ability, off. right, that speaks to the, the inability of the Packers receivers to catch balls when they're contested in the first place. Christian Watson remains a question mark. He can't get anything going. He had a couple of drops. Like, there's just, Aaron Jones, I think, played well as a running back, and he had that one drop that I'm not going to hold against them, but like, he had other good plays today. Like he was a highlight. It was nice to see him have a, a a bigger workload than he has the rest of the year so far. But it's just so hard to find any sort of positive about this team right now because they're any sort of positive is then shortly thereafter negated by a pretty impactful bad play. And it's yeah. you can't just pick and choose the good plays you want to talk about. If that was the case, it'd be a pretty short freaking podcast. And yeah. it's just it's just tough right now. I think it's tough for a lot of fans. I know everybody's frustrated. I know everybody wants to see this team do well. We'll see about next week. I think they face the Rams next week from that mistaken. So who, I, who got uh, pretty beat up today? Cowboys lost. Cowboys maintain to of just either being a mediocre football team or like one of the most dominant teams in the NFL. It's crazy. I think I think they beat up on the the bad team or well, no, they, to average team. They lost to the Cardinals. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is true. But, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, is sometimes they look like God, they're... I would trade for that, though, right now. Yeah. Sometimes they look, they look like world beaters, and sometimes they look bad. Like, yeah. 40 to 0 against the Giants, 30 to 10 against the Jets, lost 28 16 to the Cardinals, 38 to 3 over the Patriots, lost 42 to 10 to the Niners, 20 to 17 win over the Chargers, and now 43 to 20 over the Rams. Like the Cowboys just are either on it or they're not, so yeah. we'll see. Um, thankfully, we've got to play them this year. So, um, Anders Carlson made his kick. We won't talk about the other one, right? We we don't got to yeah. talk about the bad one that doinged from thirty five. Yeah, that's the Anders Carlson way. You kind of just make do with your first kick if it goes in it goes in hooray if it doesn't get a penalty and kick it again <laughs> get a second opportunity oh man i thought daniel will what did I... daniel will look good today i was gonna say 51 four yards punts, four punts 207 yards like that's fine hooray daniel whalen but yeah you shot nixon made some impactful kick returns i thought too did he, he? Some shorter ones he had some shorter ones he had to he had to field a couple I mean, his first one was stinky, I thought, on the opening kickoff. His long was 25. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The the best starting field position they had was when they kicked it out of bounds at the 40. Or the, the snap. But, or the blocked field goal. Yeah. But um, I'm talking like. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's, that's where, where we're, we're at. at. Of air, airing of grievances of. <laughs> The Packers, are, they had the ball in the 40 and uh, didn't do anything with did it. Did they manage? Do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, do, do you think they managed to score on that? No. No, I'm no, pretty they, sure they didn't. I'm going to check now just for funsies. No, I'm not. not. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to try and look for it. If it was in the first half, they did not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, Jordan. Oh. Anything Anything else you want to talk about? I think we're, we're kind of through. We're at Razul Douglas's locker right now asking for answers. And uh, we're not getting any. No, I don't think we're gonna get any for a while. No. I'm I'm not confident against the Rams next week. We'll talk about that on Thursday. 
Because so you're picking the Packers over the Rams. I picked the, the Vikings to win this week. Kidding, kidding, kidding. I did my part. I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. So, uh, I think that's it, folks. Thank you all for hanging out with us on the YouTube stream. We really appreciate it. If you're a pod listener, come hang out after the games. Um, one of these weeks, we might have, be graced with the win, and it'll be pretty cool. Pretty cool to talk about as a, as a fun time after this game. <laughs> Maybe Jordan. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so if you want to, uh, <laughs> if you want to come join us over here, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we'd we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Packers news is all done with for now. For Bucks, they play tonight at six. So I know, or I'm sure Ty and Rohan will be talking about that um, on Eurostep this week, as I'm sure you and Adam will as well on one and six. Go check out the Eurostep feed for anything there. Um, Brewers season has wound down. Go check out Adam and Andrew at Cruising for a Bruising as they talk offseason moves between uh, Woody's possible extension or Corbin's trade or Council signing somewhere else. All that stuff, Cruising for a Bruising. Uh, on Spotify and all the other places you find podcasts. I am butchering this outro, my word. Um, and then make time for this. Adam and Andrew went and saw the new Martin Scorsese instant classic of Killers of the Flower Moon. If you want to hear Adam presumably gush about one of his favorite movies of the year, go listen to that because I've heard it's pretty good from him very good i haven't seen it i desperately need to see it so go listen to make time for this um on what will probably be a movie that takes home a lot of oscar nominations and probably wins so mm-hmm. all right everybody that does it for us thank you all again for hanging out subscribe follow me on twitter at new is known follow jordan twitter at jordan tresky follow the pod at packers gspn and please like this video and subscribe thank you everybody and jordan thank you thank you